Live and local, this is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. What is up? How are you doing as we get closer and closer to Old St. Nick today? The first day of winter, this uh, Wednesday, December 21st, the year 2022. And it's going to be like winter all around this country as an Arctic blast is taken over. Um, the Saints and the Cleveland Browns on Saturday, Christmas Eve, uh, wind chill temps minus 17, minus 17. I don't know how you do that. Just don't. But anyway, a busy, busy, life-changing day for so many young high school student athletes who are signing their name on a dotted line, trusting the coaches and the coaching staff feeling like that is their, that is home for them as it's National Signing Day. We'll delve into all of that and much, much more today as my main man, James Mesh, in the producer's chair, spinning the tunes, pushing all the right buttons. He is in the studios of the game, which are on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on 1041 in Lake Charles. We're streaming around the world. 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you want to put a face to the voice and you're in the Acadiana area, you can uh, do so because we are simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. Well, it's National Signing Day for the next three days. Today, Thursday, Friday, college universities who've rolled out the red carpet, put their best foot forward, to, got their NIL money in line, trying to attract the best players out there because I don't care how good of a coach you are. If you don't have the Jimmies and the Joes, you just can't win so an exciting day uh across the landscape for college football lsu um doing well today but actually all the excitement started last night when lsu received not one not two but three commitments from the transfer portal almost simultaneously now remember last night it was known that lsu junior defensive tackle Jaquelin Roy is entering the NFL draft. That defensive line, a position of need. Bam. Bam. First, Oregon edge rusher, Braden Swinson commits to LSU. Then just a few moments later, Arizona defensive end, Paris Shand, and Florida defensive tackle, Jalen Lee, did the same. Swinson's expected to compete for the edge rusher spot Vacated by B.J. Ogjalari. Shander's more of a defensive end in the mold of an Ali Gay. And as for Lee, well, his commitment is significant given the fact that Jaquelin Roy is entering the draft. So, bam, 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 
there you go. Currently, LSU has 29 players committed, including last night's three portal additions, an Alabama transfer wide receiver, Aaron Anderson, who committed earlier this week. Now, remember, transfers don't sign a letter of intent. So if you're looking at all these boards and you wonder, well, wait, wait, well, how come they hadn't signed? Uh, where's the check mark? They don't need to do that. So there you go. Uh, as of right now on the LSU website, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, 25 players have signed, the last being Shelton Sampson Jr., the wide receiver from LSU, who signed at 159 this afternoon. So the names, Caleb Jackson, Paul Mubenga, Jeremiah Hughes, Christian Braithwaite, Jackson Howard. They flipped uh, the tight end, Morian Pimpton from Vandy to LSU, Ashton Stamps, Javian Toviano, the highly ranked cornerback, has already signed. Trey Hiley, the all-time leading rusher in the state of Louisiana, signed at 11.08. A big get to Sean Womack from Maryland, the defensive end, 6'5", 244, signed at 11.36 uh, this morning. Tyree Adams, Kylan Jackson, a safety, signed. Ryan Yates, Jackson McGowan, Whit Weeks, Kyle Parker, DJ Chester, Mac Markway, Kai Prayon, Lance Hurd, the big offensive lineman from up in North Louisiana. Louisiana got, got signed as well. Jalen Brown, Dylan Carpenter, Ricky Collins, the quarterback from Woodlawn. And the first to sign this morning, Michael Daugherty, the safety at 8 a.m. So uh, Billy Embody will join us to talk all about uh, this signing class. What's going to happen later on? Is Desmond Ricks going to sign? Uh, we'll, we'll get the lowdown from Billy Embody. Jim Gazzola will join us after that. We'll get uh, the scoop on what appears to be a really good class for McNeese. Um, some high school players and about an equal amount of junior college transfers. So we'll update that. Um, Michael Huguenin will join us in hour number two. Hump day with Huguenin. And in the spirit of giving and giving back, I always like to give young people that are interested in this profession an opportunity uh, to share their story, share their love of sports, and get their ideas and give them an opportunity to, to say something. They can put it on tape, and maybe that's their resume reel to help them get a job somewhere down the road. Uh, we will do so today with a young man named Will Gustafson, and uh, we're going to talk the NBA and the Pelicans with Will, and uh, maybe this will jumpstart a career. So in the season of giving, we will be giving back, and that's uh, I love doing that. Sad day if you're an NFL fan, Steelers Hall of Fame running back Franco Harris uh, passed away today at the age of 72. The immaculate reception uh, and all the great things, the Hall of Famer, what a terrific player he was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, 72 years young, um, part of maybe the most iconic play in NFL history. His death comes two days before the 50th anniversary of the play um, that transformed the Pittsburgh Steelers from an also-ran into the elite of the NFL. And um, three days before the, before the team is scheduled to retire his number 32 during a ceremony at halftime of its game 
against the Las Vegas Raiders. Why do they wait so long? I, you know, I, I know why they did it because it's the 50th anniversary and all that. That's that's something. But Franco Harris uh, gone at the age of 72. The Colts are going to bench Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, um, and they're going to start Nick Foles against the Chargers. So the Colts have seen enough, uh, and they can't uh, they can't take any more of Matt Ryan, who probably uh, will be done after this year. Arch Manning, amongst all the speculation and all the the rumors and innuendo, did sign with the Texas Longhorns today. So the number one prospect in the country, the most uh, the, the most highly recognized name in in the ranks does indeed sign with the Texas Longhorns. Aaron Judge, fresh off of signing that that huge, huge contract, has been named the new captain on the team uh, in a news conference announcing his nine-year, $360 million contract. Judge becomes the 16th captain in team history and the first since Derek Jeter, who held the title from 2003, 2014 according to Yankees owner Hal Steinbrenner it's difficult to imagine the Yankees without Aaron yes indeed and in a shocker in Major League Baseball um, Carlos Correa who had agreed to leave Minnesota to go play for the San Francisco Giants well he kind of uh, look he agreed to terms last week with the Giants set to sign an historic 13-year, $350 million contract, tying Bryce Harper for the longest free agent deal in baseball history and setting up the shortstop to become the new central figure in in Giants baseball lore and history. But the deal fell apart Tuesday over a difference of opinion concerning Correa's physical. And with that, the New York Mets swooped in led by their uber-aggressive owner, Steve Owen, um, who told the New York Post that he negotiated the new contract with Correa's agent, Scott Boris, in Hawaii. So Carlos Correa, in a stunning turn of events, has agreed to a 12-year, $315 million contract with the New York Mets, who just got Justin Verlander from the Astros. So this is, a, this is an owner who is willing to spend and spend a lot uh, to try and make the New York Mets relevant in a city owned by the Yankees. So look out. All right, so we have a fun show planned for you and yours. We'll try and get you updated as much as we can on the ever-evolving, ever-moving National Signing Day tracker. Um, And we'll we'll have some fun. And Mike Huguenin will make his pick on the Cajuns versus the Cougars on Friday. So in what will most assuredly be very, very cold, uh, very, very Arctic-like temps. All right, NBA fans, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NBA this holiday season. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving Louisiana NBA fans a special gift For a limited time, you can get a no-sweat bet on every New Orleans Pelicans game this December. Check it out. This month, everyone can earn a no-sweat bet with DraftKings Sportsbook. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in under the Promos tab, 
place an eligible bet of your choice on a New Orleans game. If it doesn't hit, well, you get your money back in a free bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can sign up with the promo code 1037GAME and get a no-sweat bet on every New Orleans Pelicans game this December. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and opt in today to receive this limited-time offer only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Max reward limit supply. One free bet issued based on the amount of initial losing bet. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. We'll get the expert to talk about LSU and National Signing Day when we return to the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion. Houston Astros. Helpful holiday tip number one. Remember to actually leave milk and cookies for Santa and not some hipster healthy option. The big fella is holly and jolly for a reason. This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, it's a big day, uh, a life-changing day for so many young high school seniors and um, those that are already in college and entering into a transfer portal, trying to find their dream come true to pursue their career in college football. It's National Signing Day, the first of three days. Uh, What a Christmas present this is for the athletes, what a Christmas present it is for the coaches that uh, in the schools that roll out the red carpet put their best foot forward and work on these kids uh, for years and years. Uh, And today is um, the payday. Billy Embody will join us now. Uh, He is our recruiting expert, uh, BengalTigerOnFree.com. And uh, he's kind enough to join us. Billy, I know it's a very, very busy day. Uh, How are you holding up, by the way? (laughs) We're doing doing well. Brian Kelly speaking with the media right now, so... Uh, he's covering his recruiting class, uh, which is now Ooh. complete for day one. At the very least, oh. they've still got a big fish out there in Desmond Ricks, the five-star defensive back, uh, who they're working on for tomorrow. Um, and if they can pull that one off, then uh, he'll have something to talk about recruiting-wise the next time he meets with the media after Christmas, I would imagine, um, I would and, imagine. and what a land that would be. But um, right now, everything's going well, pretty much uh, going to plan uh, for the most part. Okay, very good. Now, it's an exciting day, but it really kind of kicked off last night when not one, not two, but three portal players almost at the same time committed to LSU and and on the defensive line to boot when we find out that uh, Jaqueline Roy is going to is, has declared for the draft. Man, that became a position of need. How, how in the heck did that came about so quick it seemed like? Yeah, you're right. Uh, all three of those guys visited LSU at some point over the weekend. Uh, Jalen Lee, the Live Oak uh, uh, product, is is back in Louisiana to finish up his college career after starting off at Florida. He, he was a rotational guy this year. There were some hopes he was really going to break out and, and become a starter, but 
Um, he did not. He needed to uh, maybe get a fresh start, and that's what he's going okay. to do at LSU. And then they've got Paris Shand uh, from Arizona. Uh, the Toronto native is going to come in after a career high in tackles and sacks this past year. So kind of an upside guy that LSU really liked as they dove into the film. And then Braden Swinson from Oregon, he's an edge transfer, so he'll kind of factor into maybe DJ Ojolari, Ali Gay's spots. Um, and play a little bit there. He's He's got a pretty high motor. Jamar Kane recruited him out of uh, Georgia the first time around. He ended up going with the Ducks uh, over Arizona State, but um, a, a guy who has multiple years remaining. The, the difficult thing that they battled, I think, when looking for a defensive tackle, especially in this class, is they have Makai Wingo, they have Mason Smith, they have Jacoby and Guillory, and even to an extent Quincy Wiggins coming back uh, in terms of guys they feel good about producing in that middle of the defense so recruiting for that is is kind of difficult in a way um but then i'll also add that you know those three transfers announced but they also landed 2025 offensive lineman brett bordelon the brother of bo bordelon yeah um, an lsu legacy just overall huge huge lsu family um they're now having uh their their youngest uh come through lsu and quite honestly when he gets there in 2025 he might be the best of the bunch um, really high on him out of Isidore Newman. Wow. Okay. Uh, it, it, how times have changed. I, I, I remember recruiting days, signing days, and it was always like you're on the, the edge of your seat. Oh, I don't know if this guy's going to come or not. And, and a lot of times the people will flip and things will change. This has been like seamless. According to the LSU website, they've got 25 signatures in already. Um, it's kind of remarkable. When you look at this class, what stands out to you? I think what stands out to me is the offensive line haul for Brad Davis. Um, two tackles in Zalance Hurd and Tyree Adams, both from Louisiana. Uh, Tyree is a highly, highly touted guy, but you know Zalance Hurd is a five-star, and Louisiana doesn't always produce five-star offensive linemen, and they keep them in state, which is huge, um, without a doubt. And then they've got two guys along the interior that you like as well in D.J. Chester and Paul Mabenga. And Chester, they really had to battle Auburn and Florida State for as well. And then I think you like the edge uh, spots as well. You've got a five-star in Deshaun Womack, uh, Louisiana, uh, kind of up-and-comer in um, Dylan Carpenter. You have Jackson Howard, who's a big body. And then I would say tight end and receivers also look really good um, with the with the ability to hold on to that Wide receiver hall for Cortez Hankton with Shelton Sampson, Jalen Brown, Ty Prion, and uh, Kyle Parker, not to mention adding Aaron Anderson, the Alabama transfer, yeah. into that mix as well. That's a great group. And then tight end, they closed really well. Mac Markway is coming in as the four-star longtime commit, but he also hasn't played in two and a half years, really, um, with COVID and injuries. And so he's somebody that you know needs to get back out on the field. He spent this past year recovering. But then they went out and got Jackson McGohan, a Cincinnati commit who's got a ton of upside, and then probably one of the biggest freaks in the entire 2023 recruiting class, Camorian Pimpton, uh, to commit. He's a, he was a Vanderbilt commit going into the day, but he ends up announcing his commitment and signing with LSU at 6'6", 220-pound freak. So, I mean, honestly, they did a really good job, I would say, for the most part, across the board, addressing needs um, and, and, and picking up some high-end talent. I think the safety... Um, and, and if they do land Desmond Ricks, um, because they did lose Dalen Austin, so that cornerback haul isn't necessarily um, as, as 
rosy as it was going into the day with Jeremiah Hughes at Ashton Stamps and JV and Toviano. Um, with them losing Dalen Austin, they need Desmond Ricks to kind of round that group out. Um, but they've also done a really nice job addressing the secondary overall. So just it's it's been a really good run for them for sure. Who did Austin uh, end up signing with, or has he? He signed with Oregon, so that was kind of a school that uh, his old trainer is now on staff there and has some buddies up there. And uh, I know his brother's wrapping up uh, his career at Oregon State. He might have one more year. Um, so the Ducks have kind of always been viewed as the main challenger, but he was fresh off a Louisville official visit. There was some hope that maybe he would take it to the spring, and that would kind of allow LSU to maybe get him back on campus and kind of double back down on him. Um, but it just was one of those things where he committed so early and they just couldn't hang on um, to him. He's a really, really good prospect. I think um, he would have been a big help to this class. But he goes elsewhere and uh, will be um, you know, playing in the Pac-12. Uh, we, we know about um, Ricks, uh, who is going to do it um, tomorrow. Uh, also in on that official visit, along with Ricks, was the safety uh, Smith, if I remember correctly, uh, any any word on what uh, Smith has done? Yeah, Isaac Smith uh, is is staying home to play for Mississippi State, I believe. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if that actually went public or not, but um, from what we had heard, and I guess I'd have to double check on that. But um, I would imagine, since we haven't heard anything, he ended up going uh, to Mississippi State today um, okay. and signing with the Bulldogs, staying in state. I mean, four star safety. He was kind of the only big target left for Mississippi State, and they needed uh-huh. to make a splash. So I'd imagine they made it pretty difficult for him to leave the state. And, you know, Zach Arnett taking over for the late Mike Leach, uh, who's, by the way, Zach Arnett is from uh, uh, Isaac Smith's hometown. So some connections there at work, too. So um, LSU has a really good safety haul. I mean, Ryan Yates, Kylan Jackson, Michael Doherty, Ashton Stamps can play safety. Um, they've, d- they've done a really nice job. Uh, addressing that group. So um, I think he would have been more so a nice to have at this point. And, you know, when you're that big of a priority for another school, I think there's something to that in terms of making your decision, whether you're trying to weigh going out of state or staying in state, uh, you know, regardless of that. Uh, Billy Embody with us. Don't we all, uh, uh, you know, we always kind of criticize the past staff. I, I don't, but some people do, but don't, don't some of those staff members, didn't they play a role in this signing day now? I mean, I know the new staff had to come in, but they kind of laid a, a little bit of groundwork, didn't they? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jordy. There, there, aren't, there, were, there were players that you could probably circle from Louisiana and say LSU is going to have a good chance to get those players almost no matter okay. what. You know, Shelton you. Sampson, Trey Holly. Uh, Caleb Jackson, Ashton Stamps, um, probably a couple off the top of my head. I'm forgetting, um, you know. But LSU didn't didn't offer as a Lance Hurd until even later in this process. Um, okay. I believe in April, mid March, um, you know. So that was the last staff hadn't offered him. Tyree Adams picked up an offer. Uh, it's just one of those things where the rest of the class was so national and very much, mm-hmm. I would say, um, again, at least off the top of my head. Not much overlap between last staff and this. Okay. There might be some prospects that they were recruiting, uh, but you know, for the most part, they were. Uh, this was Brian Kelly's class. This was his full, awesome. first full cycle. They did a really good job not not reaching out on a ton of offers. They were pretty targeted, mm-hmm. 
Um, and that, and now we'll kind of be able to see um, what multiple years of, of relationships uh, and being right. at LSU and getting players around LSU will, will do for this uh, recruiting class. That's awesome. One last one. I'd like to get out of here, and I greatly appreciate your time. I, I, I know Trey Holly is like the all-time leading rusher in the state of Louisiana. He's five seven, about a buck eighty-nine. That sounds Clyde edwards alarish to me. How good is Trey Holly, in your opinion? Yeah, I think he's going to be solid. I think he's got that low center of gravity that you want. He doesn't have the verified. Um, times and and kind of insane athleticism that uh Clyde had I mean Clyde went and uh you know played a little bit of wide receiver in his all-star games and um, I believe was uh, a high 4-4 guy coming out of high school um as a senior going into his senior year so he had some serious wheels and Trey does as well I mean you don't become the all-time leading rusher without having some of that um he also has a lot of wear and tear so I think using him uh judiciously and and kind of in a rotation is going to help him. I think that's the kind of the upside of signing Trey Holly, signing Caleb Jackson is these guys can rotate. You know, there are a couple guys still on campus. Um, who knows if they go and try to get a running back out of the portal um, later on. But, you know, this is, that's kind of the nice thing is that they can be fresh and, and maybe that'll help uh, Trey Holly, you know, in the SEC, considering he does have some wear and tear on him, you know, running for that many yards. <laughs> Uh, I lied. Last one. And this is just a, this is just, we're not going to hold you to it or anything like that. Um, you would hope that a team of, of LSU's stature would not have to rely on freshmen to come in and play valuable minutes like they had with four players a year ago. If you look, though, at what's coming back in this class so far, who to you has the best opportunity to get a lot of playing time uh, because maybe it's a position of need, or maybe because he's just that good, they got to get him on the field. Yeah, I think Deshaun Womack on the defensive side is going to play early. I think he's just so good. Um, uh-huh. And BJ Ojolari leaving, you know, leaves the door open for him. And then uh, Javian Toviano, uh, depending on you know how kind of Desmond Ricks goes, um, because LSU is in a good spot for former five-star defensive back Denver Harris, the Texas A&M corner transfer. Uh, if, if Desmond doesn't come or if Denver doesn't come for some reason, they sit in a good spot uh, with, uh, you know, JV and Toviano contributing early. And then Zalance Hurd on the offensive line, he's that big, he's that college ready. And then I think one of these receivers breaks out. I, I could see Jalen Brown or Kyle Parker kind of versatile guys. Uh, I think Shelton Sampson needs to add a little bit of weight to be ready to go okay. right away. I mean, even Terrace Marshall and Jamar Chase didn't, you know, come away right away and um, have the insane season. So uh, that is the group that I see contributing early. You're the best, Billy. I can't thank you enough, man. Um, I really do appreciate it. If anything breaks loose, uh, let us know. And I would, I can't thank you enough. Merry, Merry Christmas. After this, you're going to need some time off, man. But thank you. Join the club. Merry Christmas, Jordy. I appreciate it. (laughs) You're the best. Billy Embody, BengalTigerOn3.com. Today is the first day of winter, by the way. But guess what? Summer is right around the corner and spring, too. The biggest names in today's music are taking over Gulf Shores, Alabama in 2023. Hangout Fest returns May 19th to the 21st with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Calvin Harris, Paramore, and more. The game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has VIP passes to Hangout Fest. Enter the Game Awards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. VIP 
gives you access to exclusive viewing areas, stage side pools. What a novel idea. Hot tubs, even better, and gourmet food. Hangout Fest is a beach vacation like no other. Find out more at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. All right, uh, up next here on the Jordy Helpert Show, how's McNeese doing on National Signing Day? Jim Gazzola joins us next. Stay with us. Helpful holiday tip number 12. Use caution when adding bourbon to your eggnog. Everyone likes a good time, but no one wants to see you have a pants down, face down in the yard good time. Okay? This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back. Uh, if you go to our website, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com, you'll see all the uh, early signing period trackers for LSU, ULL, and for McNeese. Uh, so the crew back at Delta Media getting it done. Hats off to them. Job well done. But uh, we got to get uh, the inside skinny from the source. And that's my main man, Jim Gazzola, who covers McNeese like no other. Uh, Jim, Merry Christmas, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good, Jordy. How are you? I am terrific. Um, how is McNeese doing on this first day of National Signing Day? Uh, are they happy? Uh, Gary Goff said Christmas came early for him, so <laughs> he's happy. Good. All right, well, tell me about it. Give me some numbers and give me some highlights. Well, um, they last year they signed four on this day. So they have signed 24 or 23 and expecting one to two more. They'll finish wow. with 24 or 25. Um, Man. And uh, 11 from the junior college level, which is where they really wanted to go because they wanted to get experience and kids that have playing a track record to kind okay. of flip this thing as quick as possible. But they did get nine high school kids. Uh, they did not attack the portal great, but they did get the, a selected three or four depending on what, what you consider the portal. Um, okay. They got a, uh, a a quarterback who they they love um, from uh, Nick Glantz from um, Iowa State, uh, who was the National Junior College Player of the Year in 2020. Wow. So he can he has 41 touchdown passes and four, only 14 interceptions in his career. Uh, they like that. They got a dual threat quarterback from the Division II level, who they think can add add some spice. So they really went out and they uh, targeted needs uh, six defensive backs, four from junior college, which I think uh, they really needed more than anything. Uh, that I've never heard of this university. You're talking about the quarterback uh, Trey Simmons from Tuscaloosa University. Tuscaloosa uh, University in uh, Tennessee, Florida. Wow, never heard of that. Never heard of it. <laughs> you are not alone. <laughs> they did go six and three last year, though. That's our hey. Hey, look, somebody. Everybody's got to play somewhere. So why not Tuscaloosa University? A uh, couple of quarterbacks, one from Iowa State. Uh, that's good. Um, who's coming back at the running back position? Because man, you had some good ones. Uh, D'Angelo Durham is back. Um, okay. He will be kind of the key to this. How healthy he is! He uh, actually had five really good games last year. 
before he got injured and gave them a one-two punch with McMahon. Um, so he will be the kind of the bell cow, I guess, going in if healthy. Uh, he is ahead of schedule, last I heard, on his leg injury and his recovery. So um, that that will be the guy. But they are they went out and they got a couple. They got Colby Ham, who uh, from Tyler, Texas, who was also at Air Force. I think they'll be counting on him uh, now coming in. But they really they went out and got weapons too. They got four wide receivers. Um, I think that's we. I, they just went out and got every need they they had, and they that's had awesome. a bunch of needs. When, when you're four and seven, and you have three losing seasons in a row, you yeah. have needs. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt, Jim Gazzolo with us. Uh, that's awesome. But, you know, you mentioned the the previous staff signed four on this day. You're looking at twenty three, twenty four, maybe twenty five. What is the message that Coach Goff is giving out there um, to convince these kids that maybe otherwise wouldn't? have signed on the dotted line. Well, I think what he did is, more than anything else, he's selling a program now that has actually an identity. Um, he has a vision for where he wants to take it. They had some success at the end of last year, winning three games in a row, but he's selling them on what he has, which I don't think they had a year ago. He was just here. He'd only been here a couple of days. He didn't have a staff. So they really didn't have much of a chance last year. Uh, but I think now they have kind of a course of this is where we want to get to, this is how we're going to get there, and come come back and kind of relive the history of McNeese and, and kind of be a part of the new tradition. That, that's, that's the awesome. sales pitch anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and the fan base is terrific uh, through good, bad, or indifferent. That, that, that's that's terrific as well. So, so, so far, uh, so good. Who's the – I always ask this, and maybe it's not a fair question, but I ask it anyway. Who's the bell cow in this class? Who's the guy that, that uh, from what you gather when the coach is talking about this, you kind of see a little twinkle in his eye and going, yeah, that's that's the dude. Is there one of those? Oh, yeah. It, no question about it. It's the quarterback. Um, okay. it, it's Nate Glantz from, from Iowa State. The reason okay. for that is because that's what they didn't have last year. And what they did, what they got last year was a couple of kids from the portal who wanted to play, who had never gotten an opportunity really to play football. So there wasn't much on tape for them to judge. This guy has some tape on him. He has a history. Yeah. He has a resume. And he's played. And that's what they're excited about. They know where they can go from here. They're not starting at ground zero. He'll likely be one of the 14 kids coming in early. So they'll work with him, both quarterbacks, early. And they're they're happy about that. And I think the thing that really it intrigues them now is these kids want to be here. They're not getting the trickle down yeah. like they have in yeah. the past. Um, they went out and they targeted these kids. These are handpicked kids. They called them. They targeted them and they went and got them. And that's the big thing is they think they're the match that they used to have. But I would say, without question, I think quarterback and receiver are the positions they had to get. Obviously, defensive backs is the numbers game they needed, but I really mm -hmm. think Glance is the kid that uh, I think they're going to count an awful lot on. I, I like kids that um, you see a track record uh, in high school, uh, first team all state by the Omaha World as a senior, led his team to a perfect 13 0 record and the state title in 2019 at 36 mm -hmm. touchdown passes, just one interception. He goes on to junior college, he's a junior college. Um, offensive player of the year in 2020. Then he goes to Iowa State. 
I guess things didn't work there. Now he's coming to McNeese. I think you got a stud, a stud on your hands here, man. That's a, that makes the whole world look better. Well, that, that changes that changes the whole dynamic of the situation. Had they had a quarterback last year who could fundamentally make the plays and run the offense, yeah. you're looking at a, a whole different ball game and what, what they had, but they didn't have that. So right. they're counting on him, I would guess, a lot. I think, like I said, you, you say 13-0 in high school. He was 18-2 and, 18 and two as a junior college quarterback, as a starter. Just didn't huh. win the job at Iowa State wants to, and wants to go somewhere where he's going to play. And that's yeah. the big thing is he wants to go somewhere where he's going to play. I love it. I love it. Jim, I appreciate it greatly. Uh, oh, by the way, tonight, tonight, what, oh, are you kidding me? You got to listen to Jim uh, because it's the uh, McNeese Coaches Show. Tell me, tell me all about it. I know it starts at 6 Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Let's talk about what's uh, what's in store uh, tonight on the big show. Well, we'll recap the whole day. We'll have, we'll have the final total numbers, which I think will end up at 25. Um, we'll, we'll take a look at that. We'll take a look at what's coming in, um, what's going out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll have Bridget Martin as our guest. She will... Uh, she has been with the McNeese women's side of athletics for a long time and has seen their growth. And as they bring the women's basketball team up to speed, she's a former coach there. She's now an administrator. Um, she's going to talk about the growth of women's sports at McNeese over awesome. the years That's in the awesome. second half. Tell, tell me, just it sounds so good. I know you've had one. Tell me about how good is a Maplewood burger? That just sounds good. Depends on, depends on what you want in it, Jordy. The, the thing about Maplewood burgers is you can make it almost whatever you want. They, they they stuff them, and so you can have, I've had macaroni and cheese in one. What? So you can have just about anything in one, and uh, they'll find a way to make it. Wow. i got to make the trip. So stuffed i got to go get a Maplewood. stuffed to your liking. i got to go make a trip. i got to get a Maplewood burger. Wow. One of the one of the main sponsors of the McNeese Coaches Show, along with Line of Bed out of Westlake, and the Southwest Louisiana Law Center. You, Jim Gazzotto, will be talking all things Cowboys tonight. So uh, have fun from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Merry Christmas, my friend. I hope Santa brings you something nice and puts it under the tree for you. Well, he brought the town a quarterback, so that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jim, you're the best. Merry Christmas, buddy. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, Merry. All right, man. We'll take a quick time out here. We'll come back. We'll get the lowdown. Uh, I'm going to lean on my producer, James Mesh. We're going to talk numbers uh, with the Raging Cajuns and what Coach Dez has done to date right here on the Jordy Helpert Show. Stay with us. Helpful holiday tip number 24. Do not buy your wonderful wife a mixer or knife set or any other kitchen item. Since she puts up with you all year, she deserves jewelry, you filthy animal. This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. A little Elvis coming out of break can't beat that we talked LSU and their signing class they've they've done a terrific job uh Jim Gazzola told us about McNeese and the job that they've done I- I'm gonna lean on my producer um James Mesh uh who's uh, right in front of that big old panel 
And you can go to our website, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And we have updates on all the schools in our area, LSU, UL, and McNeese. James, how, how are the Cajuns doing in your book today? Doing pretty well. Got quite a few uh, three-star recruits. Got a got one transfer and then got a couple of people out of JUCO. So in, in total, it was 21 according to Coach Dez via Twitter. Okay, 21. That's uh, every, It's amazing. Everybody's just – I mean, kids are not hesitating. They're not waiting anymore. I guess, I guess it's such a long process. They just want to get it done, um, and, and that's terrific. Um, a couple of local kids, a couple of kids from the state of Louisiana. You get one from Evangel. You get a, you get a linebacker out of Parkview Baptist in Baton Rouge. Um, some wide receivers, a tight end. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I like that. Um, anything else stand out in your mind? Uh, they got another running back named Elijah, which if okay. if you if you know about the Raging Cajuns, they've had some success with running backs named <laughs> Elijah, whether it was Elijah McGuire back more in 2011 or more recently Elijah Mitchell, who's now with the 49ers. Yeah, and doing a uh, – boy, the Saints could have used him. My gosh, he is uh, – He's pretty good. Kadarius Miller, a defensive end, a big one from Kapaya Lincoln Community College. That's always a, a really good uh, um, filter from the JC to the, the the college ranks. So they've got that. I like this athlete, Kadarius Wade, out of Jackson, Mississippi, six four, a buck eighty. I like the size. Well, that sounds like a wide receiver, Taylor Made uh, for them. And I've seen Javion Haynes. Uh, a, a running back out of Woodlawn High School, not in person. I've seen on tape because LSU signed their quarterback, Ricky Weeks, um, and Jadavion Hayes, really good running back. Uh, and and Cajuns have a good history of getting in-state running backs. He's a three-star, strong program, and he chose the Cajuns over Nichols. So, so I, I like him uh, as well. Uh I don't see a quarterback that I know of unless I'm missing something. Everybody always focuses in on the quarterback position, but boy, they've got a lot of linemen. They got some skill position people. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty good day. Pretty good day for the Cajuns as of course, I don't know how they did it because they've got, they must've moved their entire office recruiting and the computers and all up to Shreveport because they had a practice today uh, and they're getting ready for uh, their bowl game this Friday uh, against the Houston Cougars. Houston favored by about six and a half in this thing. Um, but don't sell the Cajuns short at all. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty darn close ball game. So we will see. All right, James Mesh, uh, thank you for the update. I greatly, greatly appreciate that uh, as we're trying to keep pace with everything that's that's out there. Um, and uh, a lot of schools making headway. If you don't have the Jimmies and the Joes, you just can't win. You just can't win. You know, you can listen to us in a variety of ways. You can listen to us on the radio. You can listen to us streaming. You can listen to us on television. Uh, but you can also go to your Alexa or Google Home speaker. You know, they help around the house. It allows you to control your lights, your thermostats. I'm telling you, we're living the life of the Jetsons. Remember that? You know, one thing, boom, we're getting closer. I just want that briefcase to open up into a into my jet car boom let me fly away but anyway uh did you know that with alexa or your google home speaker you can play the game just ask your alexa or google home to play the game southwest louisiana it's all you got to say and bingo it pops up 
It's that easy. So do the smart thing and have the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles with you at your office, at your home, and everywhere you go, plain and simple. So the signing days go on, and um, a lot of things will happen. Some things will change. Some things will not change. Um, But it certainly appears that um, LSU has done a terrific job around the state of Louisiana. And as um, Billy Embody mentioned, not only they're getting players in the 2023 class, but 2025 four-star interior offensive lineman Brett Bordelon has committed to LSU. He's another one of those Newman Greenies. He's a he's a legacy. His father played. His uh, his older brothers at LSU now. And according to uh, Billy Embody, Brett Bordelon is going to be the best of the best. All right, our number one's in the books. Our number two straight ahead with a surprise guest. And Michael Huguenin. Stay with us. This is the Jordy Helpert Show. Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Hour number two of two, and away we go. Hope you're having a spectacular day uh, because um, it's Wednesday, December 21st, the first day of winter, and it's going to be a winter wonderland as we get closer and closer to the end of this week. By Friday, it's going to be really really cold so pipes plants pets right pipes plants and pets make sure you take care of all of that um michael huguenin will join us here shortly in in a few minutes um to join us with hump day with huguenin it's national signing day it's a it's a huge day for high school kids that are uh elongating their career of course, they want their goal to get to the NFL, and this is their stepping stone to it. Big, big day. LSU, UL, and McNeese all doing very, very well. Of course, of course, Alabama always, Georgia always. It's the same same crew that always shuffles in uh, and does a tremendous job. LSU basketball back on the hardwood tonight, and uh, it's kind of their last primer basically before uh, we get going. Uh, the Tigers are 9-1. and one. They close out the non-conference slate tonight at 7 against East Tennessee, who are 4-8, uh, 4-8. Eight. Eight. Um, so, all right, James, uh, our guest is not getting the email. Can you send it again or the invite, and I will try and get you his phone number. Uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll figure this all out. It's called, it's called live radio and it happens. Here we go. Share to James Mesh. Um, here we go. If we can't do it one way, we'll do it another way. But my whole premise, uh, Will Gustafson, we're trying to get him. He wants to get involved in this broadcasting business. And in the season of giving, 
I'd like to give back to my profession and, and give young up and comers the opportunity to see this and what this is all about and what it's all like. Um, and this gives him an opportunity and maybe it's something that uh, that he ends up really liking or maybe he wants to go in another direction. Either way, uh, we'll figure it all out. So, um, yeah, LSU, East Tennessee, come on. LSU schedule is awful, um, but it's about to change and change handily. Um, and tonight's game will be a big win for LSU. They'll finish the non-conference schedule at 10-1. and one. The Pelicans don't play tonight, but they um, – uh, they will play the San Antonio Spurs tomorrow. Then they'll fly to Oklahoma City for a back-to-back -back against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Then back home for two or three. Uh, the Pacers, the Timberwolves, and the 76ers will, will close things out. So um, there you go. So college basketball tonight with LSU, the Pels tomorrow night. Okay. Um, in the spirit of giving and giving back, we welcome in Will Gustafson, a young, young up-and-comer that wants to get into this broadcasting business. Will, Merry Christmas. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all? Merry Christmas. Thank you. Um, tell me why. What what uh, legs you down the path that says I want to be in the sports broadcasting world? Yeah. So I just I have a big passion for sports. I love I love entertaining myself with it. I like learning about new players, new coaches, especially New Orleans teams. I'm a big fan. My dad grew okay. up in West Virginia, so got family up there, and we pull for the Mountaineers some. But I just I really enjoy sports, and I like talking about it, hearing everyone else's opinions about it. So okay, I think awesome. it's good. Um, I think it I think it would fit me. That's good. Are you um Are you going to be taking? Uh, are you going to be majoring in broadcast journalism how, how does this path go because for me i was a finance major and one thing oh, led okay. to another and and here you are so uh, people go down certain paths and it doesn't mean that's where you always end up but is is broadcast journalism what you're going to be studying yes sir so i, I actually had a tour at lsu a couple weeks ago and i uh went into the journalism building and i talked to them and they said that I could major in uh, journalism and get my sports broadcasting degree through there at LSU. So that looks like an school. option for me. I'm also looking at Ole Miss and going into the journalism building there. But for now, the okay. options are open. So okay. keep, keep your sure options how. open. That That's terrific. All right. Uh, you mentioned uh, sports in the city of New Orleans. Uh, that means yes, the Saints sir. and the Pelicans. The Saints stink. So we're not going to talk about them. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Pels right now? Because uh, as we speak, um, they are one game out of first place in the Western Division. They're tied with the Phoenix Suns. The Pels are 18 and 12. But, dude, we're at the four-game losing streak. we got to end this thing. What are your thoughts about the Pels? Oh, yeah. Well, right now it seems like the Pels are in a little bit of a slump, but I think we can bounce back. I know it's tough right now for them with Brandon Ingram still out and missing all those games. I think he's a big role player in our offense. I think he's a, he's a leader on our team, and we really are missing him. But I think with the next five games, I know we got the Spurs at home and the Pacers and the Timberwolves, and we play at Oklahoma City. But I think with those games coming up, I think we can get some big wins and snap back into the one seed before before the trade deadline for sure in February. 
of the next four, uh, you got to win three out of those four before you take on two good teams. Um, yep. One at home, the 76ers with Joel Embiid. They've still got a bunch of injuries. Then you get your rival. You got to go to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies, and you still got to figure out a way to slow down John Morant. But that's a good, good ball club. You know the team that scares me the most? Um, and I think they got the best player in basketball. I know Giannis is unbelievable, but this Nikola Jokic for the Denver Nuggets, I mean, he's a oh, triple-double yeah. machine. He's His a monster. He's ability. a monster. Yeah. He's a great we player, seen, right? Though, we, even though he, he seems to play good against us the last time he was in town, I think I think we match up well against the, the Nuggets. I mean, they didn't have one of their star guys last time we played them, but we didn't have yeah. Brandon Ingram, and we still played well against them. I think we match up good against him. I mean, it's always hard to guard Giannis. We had a, a tough night with him the other night, oh. but I think we play good when we want to play good and when everybody's on and clicking. I think we're a great team with a good future. Yeah. I think you can contain uh, Jokic, and, but you can't oh, yeah. stop Giannis. He's, he's, nah. he's just too good. Zion, healthy. Um, yep. Seems like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder right now. He wants it. He's, he's got to get a jump shot. Yeah, yeah, he's been shooting the ball better. I've been liking what he's doing. He's averaging a lot of points a game. He's playing well. I don't know how well how he's going to keep up those points when Brandon Ingram comes back. I think I think everybody will be scoring more once he's back. But I think we got a good team. I'm excited for our future. Okay. I think Zion's going to keep playing great, and I think he wants it more than anyone else. I think he wants a, a trip to the finals, and I'm sure I'm sure he's working hard for it. Very good. Um, Will Gustafson with us. He wants to be in the uh, sports broadcasting world. Uh, do you want to do television, radio, both? Do you want to be uh, in front of the camera, behind the camera? What do you want to do? I think I want to be on television. I like I like the guys that are behind the TV screen. I like all of them. I mean, if, if my path brings me down to have a radio show, then I'm okay with that, too. I mean, I'm good with all of it. You can Just wherever both. life is taking me, I guess. Yeah, you can do both. Absolutely. Yep. No question. All right. It, in your dream scenario, and, and Will's laying down in bed, and he's, he's thinking sports and all, and he's going, on my bucket list, if I, had, if I could just interview this guy, I would be, like, in heaven. Who would be that guy? You know, I think it's going to come off as a wild shot, but I'm a huge Devin Booker fan. I think it would have to be him from Phoenix. I know Phoenix yeah. isn't a great name to say around in New Orleans, but I like Devin Booker, and he played great against us the other night. I'd like yeah. to interview him, see what he has to say about basketball and All right. what his opinions are had, on he, his He team. only had 58. I tell you what, when you get your degree and you're in this business, I'll set that up for you. How about that? I'll make that dream come great. true for you. That would be great. That would be fair? so great. Okay. All right. But, you know, you may you may go down the path if basketball is your forte. There's all kinds of opportunities and angles to get in that. But if not, and if you want to do the broad based thing, uh, then you got to be fluent on everything. And I can tell you right now, oh, yeah. I don't know the first thing about ice hockey. I can fake it till I make it, but I can't tell you anything about it. I couldn't either, Mister Jordy. I really couldn't. Right. I don't know much play- about them. All I do know is about the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's about <laughs> it. I just know that um, uh, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, um, is the all-time leading scorer, and they got, they got a guy on the Washington Capitals trying to chase him down. That's, that's all I know 
uh, Ovechkin. <laughs> but other than that, um, I don't know. But now I'm hooked on soccer. I saw the World Cup. Oh, really? Uh, Messi, yeah. Mbappe. I was great. Yeah, he's great. He's fun to watch. I like him, too. I was kind of pulling for him to win, but at the same time, I wanted Messi to get a World Cup on his on his last international game. So I'm happy Messi's for him. Man. I like Mbappe, yeah. too. He's got a bunch of talent. Oh, he's young, and but Messi's at the at the tail end, and uh, that was the one thing missing on his resume. Uh, that was yeah, pretty good. Do the I'm Saints it, do the Saints in in wind chill factors of minus seventeen degrees? Do they keep their playoff their faint playoff hopes alive and go into the dog pound of Cleveland and win on Christmas Eve? Come on, Will. Do they? I mean, listen, Andy Dolan came from Cincinnati, so I think I think he might be used to the cold. Uh, I think there's a chance for us to win. I don't know how well our defense is going to do against Deshaun Watson, but if we can lock him down and we can get the ball moving on offense, hopefully the Saints can get down the field. I think Andy Dalton will be all right. I think it all depends on how our defense plays against Deshaun Watson. I never thought about that. I think that. we can get I the win. Can I steal that from you? Would you mind about the Andy Dalton plate in Cincy? I forgot all about that. I'm going to steal oh, that yeah. from you, okay? Go for it, man. It's all good. <laughs> Will Gustafson, what do you think about this radio gig? What do you think about it? Pretty fun? No, oh, I think it's great. I think it's fun. I'd love to get into it. Well, we, we do it every day for two hours, so um, you just got to get guests awesome. all the time. You got to be current. You got to be lively. You got to be uh, try to be as entertaining as you can and as informative as you can. And I think you got the uh, the makings for that. So uh, keep it up. And we're gonna we're gonna if, if I know we record everything, so I'm gonna ask James to send you um, as soon as he can after all his busy stuff is over. He can send you a copy of this, and you can listen to it, review it. And um, who knows? It's a start. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. I think I'm, I'm really grateful that y'all let me do this. So appreciate well, it. You're more than welcome. Uh, Merry Christmas. I hope you. Uh, uh, I hope you keep pursuing your dream. Dream big. Dream all the time, and don't let anybody tell you you can't. That's all I can yes, tell. Sir. Don't let Thank anybody you. tell you Merry you Christmas. can't because you can. Merry Christmas, Will Gustafson, and thank all you. All right. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Will Gustafson, uh, in the season of giving, we're giving opportunities, and um, it's fun. I enjoy it. And uh, so if you have someone out there that you know that wants to get in this business, just uh, shoot, us a, shoot us an email, shoot us a text, whatever, get in touch with, with us at the game, and uh, we'll, we'll see if we can figure out a way to make that happen uh, because everybody deserves an opportunity. Right? Deserves an opportunity. All right, we'll take a quick time out here. When we come back, it's another edition of Hump Day with Huguenin. I can't stump him on anything. He knows every player on every team in every sport. He is absolutely amazing. And uh, we'll talk with Mike about college football, the bowl games, throwing some college hoops as well. When we return here on the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Uh-oh. Do you know what day it is? Huh? Anybody? It's time for Jordy to break down the biggest storylines in college athletics with Mike Huguenin of On3.com. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Here is Hump Day with Huguenin. Woo-hoo! 
on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. It's National Signing Day, and if we were flipping that from high school athletes to analysts of, uh, that study the game of college football, the number one recruit in the country would be Michael Huguenin from On3.com. How are you, buddy? Doing well, and I'll send you the check for 100 bucks in about a day it, or two. No, <laughs> man, it's free of charge. The truth is the truth. It'll set you free. Um Looks like some some of the same old schools are there, but uh, looks like Oregon's doing a really good job so far. Bama's always Bama. They're doing, but and uh, down in your area, uh, Miami appears to be doing very well today. Yeah, Miami's uh, situation is intriguing on a lot of levels. They obviously were not good on the field this year. Right. Um, they have a very aggressive NIL program or very aggressive NIL person. And John Ruiz, it's a very top-heavy class. There's a lot of high-level players at the top, and then there's a big gap, and then there's a bunch of other guys. But um, the the offensive line help that Miami is going to get, that, that, that needs to pay off quickly. They're also doing a nice job in the transfer portal. Um, Cristobal, you know, has, has always gotten kudos for the way he recruits. Now he has to show that he indeed can can coach these guys up. He right. had success at Oregon, obviously, yet still lost some games he shouldn't have won. Um, he he definitely has uh, he's definitely improving the talent level of Miami, no question. Uh, yes, um, Arch Manning officially signed with with Texas. <sighs> I, nobody can live up to the expectations just because of that. I mean, can he? You know, Eli, Eli was a very good college player and a very good pro player, though not as good as his brother. Um, right. Though he does have one more Super Bowl ring than his brother. But you're right. I mean, Arch Manning, um, the nephew of Peyton and Eli, there's a ton of pressure um, on him. Um, it, it's You feel bad for the kid on a lot of respects because – you know, if he if he doesn't put up gigantic numbers at Texas, oh, you're not as good as your uncles. Well, those two dudes yeah. were pretty good, but yeah, you're you're right. It's it is hard to imagine that this guy is going to be able to live up to all the hype. Though so I guess the one thing is that the Manning brothers certainly are pretty classy guys and put mm-hmm. up gigantic numbers, and we'll we'll see what the nephew does. It, it is going to be difficult to live up to the hype, though. Or one SEC team in a bowl game, Florida just God, was Anthony Richardson that big of a factor on their team. Oregon State blew their doors off, thirty yeah, three, and they. It, I don't think anybody was surprised, but Oregon State was top fifteen. Florida yeah. was missing its best receiver, its best lineman, the quarterback, uh, its best defensive player, um, a ton of opt outs, a ton of guys would enter the portal. Um, Jack Miller, the quarterback in that game, had not taken a snap. God. All season, forget not throwing a pass. He had not taken a snap, and that's <laughs> what you know. And plus, I'll be honest; I'm not sure Florida truly cared about playing in the game. They didn't sell yep. many tickets. Um, the team did look did not look that interested in playing. They did keep their uh, scoring streak alive, and I know that that 
engendered a lot of criticism. But right. you know, if there's if you're going to take one thing out of a horrible season, at least hey, we we kept a lot of our scoring streak. <laughs> it's the longest in NCAA history. We've scored in every game since late October of 1988. Wow. So that's that's the one thing they can take into the offseason. It, it's really maybe not even fair, but from what these coaches are getting paid, I mean, the pressure is on Billy Napier right now. Yeah, right no question. Now. And the, the recruiting class he had signed, the players that he signed are, by all accounts, talented guys. But he did. They, he and his staff missed on – they didn't. They signed one linebacker. Um, they didn't sign any tight ends. Um, they need to find more offensive linemen in the portal. They have to get more linebackers in the portal. They need a tight end out of the portal. They need a wide receiver out of the portal. So he has a lot of, and you know, the, the word is that Graham Mertz is going to transfer to Florida. Yeah. And I think Florida fans are like, you're going to run that dude out on the field next year. You got to be kidding me. So, um, the, the word for a while has been that Florida is going to try to get two guys out of the portal. But if Graham Mertz is the headliner, um, Florida that's Napier the, is, will be coaching for Is that the quarterback from Wisconsin? Mike Huguenin? Yeah. Oh, is is Mertz the uh, quarterback from like Wisconsin or something? Yeah, he's the quarterback from Wisconsin. Um, you know, Kentucky, another SEC East team. Or gets a commitment from Devin Leary, who was the best quarterback in the portal. Florida gets a commitment, evidently, from Graham Mertz, who wasn't even the best Big Ten quarterback in the portal. So, um, yeah, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb here saying that if Mertz is the quarterback, the 2024 season, Billy Napier will be coaching for his, his job because yeah. Graham Mertz is not a high-level quarterback. If he's the quarterback next year, Florida is going to be about uh, going to be a 500 team again. And with the amount of money he's making, and with the short leash Florida has put on coaches, um, I would not want to be Napier in 2024 if Mertz is my quarterback in 2023. Mike Hugan and on 3com One one play, uh, blah, 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 the bowl game on Thursday. Uh, sell me Baylor versus Air Force. Yeah, that's. Not a game that I have a ton of interest in. I'll be honest. Um, it, you know, there's there's a this will be the I believe fourth Power Five team to hit the field. Florida had no interest in their bowl game. Washington State didn't look all that interested. We, we will find out if Baylor is interested. That there are six and six team playing against uh, an opponent that loves to run the ball and uses a lot of cut blocks because triple option teams use cut blocks. And the one thing, you talk to defensive linemen and linebackers, we do not like playing against teams that use cut blocks because by nature that's a low block. And sometimes you're more worried about protecting yourself than you are uh, bringing down the running back. Air Force has a really good uh, lead back named Brad Roberts. If he played somewhere else, he'd be – a lot more known. He is an extremely productive, um, big, tough kid, and I would not want to be, if I'm a Baylor player, I don't want to be tackling Brad Roberts while I'm worried about cup blocks. I'm with you, Mike Huguenin, with us. All right, let's get to Friday. It's probably going to be nine degrees when UL uh, Lafayette takes on the Houston Cougars. Um, Dana Holgerson, they score a lot of points, but they give up a lot of points. Um, 
Any thoughts on that one? In the are, Independence are you Bowl. Nine degrees? Low of nine, high of 30. Oh, my goodness. If I, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, yeah if, I'll, if I'm a player on either one of those teams, I'm going to be looking around going, how soon can we get this game over with? <laughs> Um, that, that's that's not fun to play in that kind of weather. Houston was disappointing this season. Uh, the Raging Cajuns were disappointing this season. And you're right, Clayton Toon uh, of Houston throws the ball around. Nathaniel Dell is a stud receiver. And I know ULL opened the season against Texas. I'm not convinced that Dell won't be the best receiver ULL has seen this year. Um, you're right, though. They, they, they're not very talented defensively. Doug Belk is still considered a pretty good defensive coordinator. Um, that's, that's not a good defense this year. So, um, again, I think the mindset for both teams is going to be big. I don't think either one is pleased with the way the season went. Now, does right. that mean that you play with a chip on your shoulder? Or does that mean you're like, I don't even care, let's go home, and it's 25 degrees. So yeah. that's yeah, that's not going to be pleasant. No, 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 no way around that. It's amazing, Shreveport, Louisiana, close to Dallas. It, it gets so stinking cold there. It is just unbelievable. Uh, Wake versus per- Mizzou. Wake is seven and five. Mizzou six and six. Does that game pique your curiosity? No, that's a yawner, man. Um, <laughs> now this, I guess, it could be the last game for Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman. Uh, right. The word is, or the rumor is, or speculation, or conventional wisdom, however you want to couch it, is that he will turn pro if he gets a second-day draft grade, okay. um, or he'll potentially transfer out if he doesn't, because he's looking for potential NIL money, and the potential NIL money elsewhere would be better than it would be at Wake. Wake also has a really good wide receiver, A.T. Perry, though I don't know if he's playing because he is an mm-hmm. NFL prospect, a second-day guy. Missouri is going to be without Dominic Lovett, their best receiver. Uh, again, these are two wait, – wait, this was a disappointing season, unquestionably, for Wake Forest, seen as a potential ACC titleist, ranked in the preseason top 25. They're 7-5. and five. Mizzou is 6-6. Six and six. And, you know, name five – and I know you're – Listeners are SEC fans. You're an SEC fan. I'm an SEC fan. I'm not sure I can name five guys on Missouri's roster. Um, it's it's a non it's a nondescript team. Uh, and again, mindset's going to be big for both those schools. Does either one truly want to be there? Uh, that game to me is not all that interesting. Give me one game prior to. The you know the semifinals. Uh, give me a game that that you would recommend for everyone to watch because you think it's going to be entertaining, fun, all those things put together. Is there one? I think the Military Bowl has potential. Um, Duke against UCF. Uh, okay. Nine win UCF, eight win Duke. Duke was a big time, huge surprise this year. A really good quarterback, Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard, a kid from Alabama. Duke's not going to have any guys opt out. Uh, UCF's going to have at least one. Their their top corner has transferred uh, to Miami already. But I, I expect both those schools to, to care. And I think when the, both teams care, it's going to be exceedingly interesting. Um, and the you know the the cheese it I'm sorry the Alamo Bowl. Um, 
Texas versus Washington. Texas yep. will be without B. John Robinson, but they've still got some good running backs, and Washington's run defense is not very good. Michael Penix is playing because he's already said he's coming back, and mm-hmm. that's a, a fascinating matchup. Sarkeesian going against the school that, that fired him. So Texas-Washington has some potential because I think both those teams will want to play. Again, Texas is also going to be missing uh, the Overshawn kid who might be their best defender. So I don't know. But I still think both those teams will care. Um, And that's that's it. Um, I know Alabama's playing Kansas State. And I'll be honest, Bryce Young and Will Anderson, kudos to you for playing. Um, I hope to God you don't get hurt, man. Because if either one of those guys gets hurt, they're costing themselves millions with an S of dollars. So very surprising. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I'm just I'm sitting here waiting for the playoffs to start. Right, the playoffs they they will start on uh, uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, Michigan and TCU start things off, and then Georgia, Ohio State. If you could only pick one of those games to watch, which one would you pick? Actually, I think both are going to be entertaining. Uh-huh. I think Ohio State, talent-wise, offensively, if Mayan Williams is healthy and the, uh, the other running back, the Dallin Hayden kid, is healthy, uh, I think the Ohio State offense can do some potential damage. I know they did not look very good against Michigan. Um, I think the running game being without the top three running backs hurt them that day. Heck, their leading rusher was yeah. Chip Trainum, who played linebacker all season. Hmm. So I think that's, that, that could be an interesting game if Ohio State's healthy. You know, Travion Henderson's not playing, and Smith and Jigba's not playing. Uh, but I still think that could be interesting. And TCU, I mean, they're the grittiest team in the country, man. They, you know, they get down by 17. Who cares? They don't quit. Um, yeah. It's a great story. Uh, and Max Duggan, uh, I'm a little, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit surprised he's going pro because I, I guess he heard what he wanted to hear, but he doesn't have the stature of normal uh, normal NFL quarterback, but the kid is gritty and plays with moxie. You know, they're like a 1980s-style team. You know, they're gritty and tough, and uh, they never say die attitude, all that kind of stuff. But I think Ohio State-Georgia potentially is the better of the two if Ohio State is healthy at running back. Not, and I'm knowing that Henderson ain't playing, but if the other two guys are healthy, this could be an interesting game. Okay, quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk some college hoops. Um, some good teams, some good games, and uh, I just don't want to talk about Bo Nix coming back to Oregon for another huh. year so Mike can talk about him again. But we'll continue with Mike Huguenin on 3.com. Hump Day with Huguenin here on the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Helpful holiday tip number 48. Before you light a roaring holiday fire, make sure the flue is open. Having your house filled with smoke and the fire department dropping by is not cheerful. This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back. 38 minutes after the hour. Hump day with Huguenin, Mike Huguenin of On3.com. We talk college football. We can't wait for the um, the semifinals, the final four of college football. And 
We always look forward to March Madness um, with college basketball. Uh, the conference play about to open up, so all the patsies and all these rental wins and all are going to get out of the way for most schools, including LSU. Uh, but we've had some good games. What's impressed you about the, this early college basketball season? Uh, how good Connecticut has been yeah. uh, under Danny Hurley. Um UCLA loses two key guys and might be better than it was last year. Um, Tennessee's defense uh, and Houston's defense um, has been incredibly impressive. Uh, Arizona's offense, they got some good dudes, man. Um, Kentucky, that, that's a team that is talented, but, man, they struggle to score, and that, that's interesting. And then, and then the Alabama freshman, Brandon Miller, um, that kid is is really good, and overall, I think the ACC not being very good again. Um, I don't think the ACC is that good. Um, I know they had some teams. Obviously, North Carolina played for the national title last year after a very middling regular season. But I think if you look at the ACC right now, and granted, it's late December. But I wouldn't be scared to play any of those teams in the NCAA tournament, not even Duke. Um, I know Duke lost last yeah. night because they had some injuries. But e- even when Duke's been in full health, I've watched them and, like, you know, maybe they're going to be great in March. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I don't either. I- I'm not impressed with Duke. I don't uh, – no, I'm not. I'm just not. I- their style of play, something about it, tough, big, strong, tough teams, give them, give them some trouble. They rely on a three, like, like ridiculously high-factor – there um i just i'm not sure i love you kind of saw them with a with a tough game against georgetown tell me the big east is getting better yeah i, love it is. The I big think east. it is i mean and georgetown is bad um but you know marquette's playing really well um villanova has fallen a long way i don't know on the one hand you're like well maybe he knew they were going to be yeah. bad this year and the other hand, well, maybe they would be a lot better if he were still there. So mm-hmm. Xavier's good under Sean Miller. Providence has been a surprise. They're, that's a solid team. But, I mean, UConn, I mean, they're, they're really, really good. Really good. Uh, yeah. On both ends of the court, um, Creighton started off 6-0. and They've lost six in a row. But it, it, it really is. That, that's, that's a really good league. Mike Huguenin, uh, kind enough to join us um, with college basketball. Where is the Final Four this year? Do you know? I think it's uh, Houston, I I think. In Houston, okay, okay. Um, Is it time for Purdue? They've got Edney. They've got a coach that I think is very underrated. uh, But year in and year out, they're there. You know, they had uh, they had the guard that got drafted like the first four or five picks a year ago. Um, Ivy, uh, Purdue's eleven and zero. You give yeah, them a good one shot. Yeah, they're one of three unbeatens: UConn, Purdue, and New Mexico, which New is Mexico. coached by Richard Patino, and he beat yes. his dad the other day when New Mexico beat Iona. Purdue, yeah, Matt Painter. Uh, I I'll be honest, they when they lost. In the Sweet 16 to um, the team at St. Peter's, I texted a friend of mine who's a Purdue alum, and I said, no offense, dude, but I've given up on Matt Painter. 
And he mm-hmm. said, I gave all my Matt Painter a long time ago. So, <laughs> But this year's team, you're right. I mean, Zach Eady is playing out of his mind. Huge man, seven foot four, about 300 pounds, unstoppable down low, and a little bit more athletic than people give him credit for. A ton of good role players, a really nice group of freshmen that have come in and been extremely productive right away. But again, last year's team, when you matched them up, was better, and they gagged. And they frequently gag in the NCAA tournament. Now, They've beaten Marquette. They've beaten Gonzaga. They've beaten Duke. They beat Duke like a drum. Um, but I, I, I'm still not sure I believe in Purdue, though they are playing extremely well. And they're going to be – they got New Orleans and FAMU before they open Big Ten play, so they're going to be unbeaten when they open yeah. Big Ten yeah. play. But I, I still think somebody in the Big Ten is going to get them a, a couple times. I think that's a four- or five-loss team in the Big Ten um, but they, the Edie kid has made phenomenal strides, and Painter and his staff deserve a ton of credit because yeah. I don't think anybody thought that this kid this year would be as dominant as he has been. He is huge and very active, but you're right. The, his footwork is better. His hand-eye coordination is better. He looks like a basketball player now. Before, he looked like he Lurch from guy, the Adams right. family. And the thing is, last year they had that, the big kid Williams as well, and yep. when they played St. Peter's, it was like, you guys have a gigantic size advantage, use it. And Painter was like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to rely on the same kind of stuff we did all season. And you're like, mm. that's, he was outcoached by Shaheen Holloway in the NCAA yep. tournament. And again, the fact that I mean, a bunch of teams lost to St. Peter's, but and Kentucky was one, but there's no way that Purdue team last year should have lost to St. Peter's. And again, Painter... I think he is an underrated coach. I think he's a really good regular season coach, but I think that something happens to his team and to him in March. You mentioned Kentucky. Um, natives are getting restless on Cal and the Wildcats. They're just not very good offensively, and no. I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, and that's – okay, Kentucky doesn't play good defense, big deal. They always score a ton. Well, this year yeah. they have not looked good offensively. I mean, UCLA shut them down did a really good job against them. Bellarmine, for God's sake, held them to 60 oh. points, and Bellarmine's not very good. So this is a interesting team. Um, they have a couple – they got LSU and Alabama back-to-back. Once they open SEC play, they open with Missouri. They're going to beat Missouri. But then they got Tennessee early on. Um, this, this is a team that I think is, yeah, offensively they, they need to find some answers. It's a talented team. Uh, and Shibway is a stud, but uh, they need somebody else to shoot some three-pointers yeah. other than Reeves because yeah. they're not a very good three-point shooting team. Mike Huguenin on 3.com. I'm surprised Gonzaga has three losses. They went to Birmingham, and, and uh, uh, old Drew Timmy, who I don't know, he, he just keeps coming back for more basketball. They they took care of Alabama Um you know, in a not not overly convincing style, but they played really, really well. I never count the Zags out, do you? That's another one, though, that I've sort of lost yeah. faith in Mark Few to get them to the prom. Yeah, I know they've been to the Final Four, um, but they always. I think that their February schedule does them no help. Because when you're beating up on teams in the West Coast Conference, and I know St. Mary's is a good program, BYU has had its moments, San Francisco has uh, had a basketball rebirth, 
but you're not playing against teams that have better players than you do, and then they get to the NCAA tournament and they do play better teams with better players. Um, you know, Purdue pounded them by 18. Texas beat them by 19, and they lost to Baylor. The, the Alabama win was impressive. They pounded Kentucky. They edged Michigan State early on. I, I'm still wondering how good they are, but you're right. Drew Timmy, NIL's working like it should in his case. He's not a great pro prospect, but right. he is getting pretty good cash for being a really high-level college player, and that's the way that it's supposed to work. Um, the NIL is supposed to work. But um, I'm still not convinced that that Gonzaga is an, even an Elite Eight team offensively. Once again, they look pretty good. I just wonder about them when they have to play somebody really good and how can they lock down on defense, and that's something they've never been able to do. He is Mike Hugan on on three.com. I've never seen a prospect like this kid from France, the seven foot four. Not, well, I can't remember his name, but um, I've never seen a player like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, he is. He is. Uh, who was the big dude that Gonzaga had last year? Uh, Chet Holmgren. Yes. He is a even more athletic version of Holmgren, more physical than Holmgren. Yes. Um, has a handle of a 6'3 guard, can shoot it like a 6'7 wingman, um, huh. and also can do a heck of a lot of damage as a paint defender. Um, the, the, he's going number one in the draft, and, and you wish, yeah, he would have played a year of college ball, but, you know, why should he? But I know who you're talking about, I can't pronounce his last name, but he is, he is fun to watch. He was on, he's been on TV twice. I watched both games, and you understand why. Phew. NBA teams are salivating for him, and I live in an in a NBA city, obviously Orlando. Yeah. Um, and the Magic have actually played pretty well of late, which is mind blowing. But I think they've already realized we're not getting this guy. Um, but I don't, I don't think there's any doubt. But that every single night, uh, Magic officials and the officials of every other NBA team get down on their knees and pray to whatever they pray to, and think, let, that, let this young man fall to us in the draft. Let this young right. man fall to us in the draft. You know, it's amazing. Um, back when I played, we'd never seen anything like Magic Johnson, a 6'9 right. point guard, and then, and then with a power forward body. We'd never seen that. Now we got guards that are 7'4". They, they can stand on the court and their arms can touch from one sideline to the, the other. I'm, I'm speaking facetiously, but their wingspan. I, I don't know what's coming down the road 10 years right. from you're now. Gonna have, you're going to have, I think – by the by the top before I shuffle off this mortal coil, you're gonna have a team with five, six, nine guys. One is a point guard, one's a shooting guard, one's a small four, yeah. one's power four, one's a center. They'll all be interchangeable in a way. Because that's the way that, that basketball is going. Bigger guys are becoming much more athletic, much more fluid, much better ball handlers. you're right, Magic Johnson when he came around in nineteen seventy eight was sort of well, this is freakish. What's going on? And now that yeah. six nine guys, granted, they're not as high level passer as Magic still would be. But I mean, yeah. it is you got six nine guys who can dribble. You got seven foot four guys who can dribble up the court. It's yeah, the the athleticism um, has changed, and the ball handling has changed, and the shooting has changed. It's it's. Oh, in a lot of respects, a totally different game than it was when you and I were younger. Kids, if you look at your parents now, I mean, seriously, go get a golf club, get a baseball bat. I mean, it's basketball. You got to be tall. You got to yeah. be tall in the years to come. It's crazy. 
Absolutely yeah, crazy. I, I, I um, think there's still a place for the 5'10 point guard in college ball, but yes. you're right, 5'10 point guards in the NBA. Uh, 20 years from now, oh, my God, Spud Webb played in the NBA for a decade? That's it. Yeah. That's, 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 un, that's, that's incredible. But that's, that's incredible. the way it's going, no question. Michael Huguenin, I hope you have a absolutely great Christmas. I hope some of these bowl games end up being exciting for you and fun for you. Um, and if you don't mind, maybe we can do it again next week. Big oh, guy. yeah, I'll be around, no question. All, All right, right, happy Merry Merry Christmas, Christmas to you and your you, listeners buddy. as well. And you're right, maybe the bowl game, some of these bowl games coming up will – well, there's nothing else on. I ain't watching Hallmark Christmas movies, so I'll be watching the bowl games. <laughs> Take care, buddy. Take All right, man, thanks. All right. Blue it's that – Tune in next week to the Jordy Holberg Show for Hump Day with Huguenin. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Helpful holiday tip number 60. Debating whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not is pointless. Die Hard is awesome. So go ahead and sit back and watch John McClane kick butt. This helpful holiday tip is brought to you by your family at the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, a fun day was had. I hope you enjoyed it half as much as we did bring it to you. Special thanks to Billy Embody of um, BengalTigerOn3.com. LSU with 25 signees still waiting on that uh, Defensive back tomorrow in uh, Mr. Ricks. We'll see what that happens along that. Maybe another surprise or two along the way. Jim Gazzolo gave us the update on a really good day for uh, the Cowboys of McNeese. Kind of a half um, high school, half junior college. They got a couple of quarterbacks, so they feel good about that. Uh, All the best to Will Gustafson as he tries to embark in this uh, broadcasting world. Um, Young high schooler, going to be in college uh next year so we wish him all the very best and mike huguenin from on3.com uh talking college football talking college basketball and stuff alike uh tomorrow will be our last show prior to christmas we'll be off on friday as i hope everyone will be um but we'll be here tomorrow same time two to four same station uh, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. If today is your birthday, December 21st, happy birthday from all of us to all of you. You're uh, share it with. She is 68 years old today, was the tennis darling of the world back in the day. Chris Everett is having a birthday. And uh, a New Orleans Saint who's injured and out for the year. Maybe his career's over. Mark Ingram's 33. Until tomorrow, I'm Jordy Helper. So long, everybody.